And welcome into another episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. Thanks for joining us. I'm your host, Jesse Allen. And joining us now, the executive director of the National Sunflower Association, John Sandbocket, is with us. John, it's great to catch up with you again, sir. How are you? Well, I'm doing well, Jesse. Thanks for having your program today. We appreciate the time, John. And uh, man, oh man, we are uh, looking at a pretty uh, pretty good-looking sunflower crop across much of the upper Midwest and the northern plains. Get us up to speed. How is that crop looking here as we near harvest? Well, you know, we, we get a little bit of a later start this spring. Obviously, we had some wet conditions, but boy, that's really benefited the crop now. And, you know, when you look at from July 1 till just the last few weeks here, we've just really had no rain and sunflowers have really done well. And the heat units have really helped and the crop is, is right about where it should be in that five-year average period. And I know I've heard from a lot of growers that uh, they are very happy with what they are seeing with their crops across the Dakotas and Minnesota. And generally speaking, have you heard some really good reports from growers? Are they happy with what they're seeing so far? You know, definitely. I, I haven't talked to anybody, you know, you know, recently that wouldn't say that they have an above average crop. You know, I mean, right now that that's very common to hear and it just you know, it looks really well. I mean, I've, I've been a long time since I've seen such a uniform looking crop across such a large area. Um, I, I can't think there's probably some areas, I'm sure, just like with other crops that have some, you know, some downsides. But overall, it looks just great. And I know a lot of growers are just anxious to get out there and start harvesting. Well, John, uh, talk about prices as we head into the fall. I believe I saw the National Sunflower Association Twitter uh, shared some prices from the Northern Plains here recently, a couple days ago. And I don't know if we have to get too specific, uh, but uh, just talking about prices here with the market as we head into this fall, how are things looking right now? Well, you know, we are going to have a larger crop this year. You know, just just some, if you look at trend line yields, we're going to be have about 40% more production this year than we did last year. And obviously the drought impacted that, but you know, the, the industry is out there. They're eager good acres. I know that they're already rolling out 2023 new crop programs um, in that 26 to $27 range uh, right now, which is historically, when you look at that, that that's really good pricing, especially with as large of a crop as we've got coming on. And I think it just shows the demand that's out there for the market. I mean, our, U.S. exports, I just, just did the numbers here a little bit ago, we're up 16% uh, from where we were last year at this time. And just in Canada, which is our main market, we're up 54% in export sales. So um, it's looking really good right now. And I mean, the market is definitely needing oil. And that's why I think you know people are getting their new crop program rolled out already. Well, I think part of uh, maybe some of the reasoning behind that could be tied to what's going on in Ukraine. We've seen this week more escalation of tensions with Russia President Vladimir Putin. We know that situation is uh, is a tough one over there, and uh, we continue to watch it deteriorate, it appears. But as you look at that situation and obviously issues with you know not only their fall harvest but questions about 2023, I think that puts a, a focus on our crop here in the U.S. And as you mentioned, you know, people needing sunflower oil. So really a big emphasis on this fall harvest and then into next year as well, I think it appears, John. You know, definitely. I, I know when after the Russian invasion took place in Ukraine, a lot of customers were scrambling for oil um, because obviously a lot of oil was taken off the market for a long period of time. And, you know, I think, you know, when you see new crop prices roll out this early, I know from talking to some of our customers that they're, they don't want to be in that same position that they were last winter, you know, when this happened. They want to make sure they secure their needs and 
they're they're booking oil already you know for, for into next year and that's why we we you know trying to secure those acres because we've got to fulfill that demand John, I know we've had in the news as well the uh, potential rail strike here. It seems like that's been averted. It sounds like that's going to be voted on here uh, by the unions in the next couple of weeks. Uh, are you worried? Is there any worry on the rail system or supply chains in general uh, once we get to sunflower harvest? Is there any worry from the association about uh, maybe some backlogs in the supply chain? You know, for us, most of our seed moves by truck and, you know, into the plants or into elevators. And so that's not as much of an issue for us. Where it is an issue is on moving out meal and oil out of the plants. Obviously, you know, that all goes by rail car. And so if there were any any kind of a slowdown, it would affect the amount of oil. that You can only have so much oil in your tanks and that, that could affect the crush. But, you know, I don't see anything on the horizon now. And I, I think that companies have been sort of planning for this the last few weeks, moving oil and getting that storage available. And, um, you know, hopefully everything here works out because it, it would just be destructive for all of agriculture if that were to happen. You know, and that that's where it would mainly be for us to be on the product side. Well, I know as well, it, there's so many things going on with sunflower oil right now, innovations. I know we, we hear a lot about the innovations when it comes to, say, soybean oil and mm -hmm. soybean meal. But looking on the sunflower side, I know there's a lot of research, and I, we've talked about this before, but a lot of uh, a lot of research into uses and different types of uses for sunflower oil here as, as we move forward, John. You know, definitely. We're always trying to fulfill that, that market demand and, and get the oil that that you know our customers want to have and right now high oleic is is probably in the highest demand of all of our oils you know because one of the main selling features of that is the lower saturated fat and that is you know consumers want to eat the same amount of food that they do they just want it to be healthier and you know sunflower oil fits in just very well and with high oleic you get a longer fry life longer shelf stability and um you know just one of those things that is it's just really attractive right now and that's where we're seeing a lot of lot of demand well, John, uh, fantastic stuff, and I know uh, this uh, harvest is looking really good again. Any other final thoughts you want to share with us here today? Just uh, anything else you're watching closely here uh, throughout the sunflower industry? Well, you know, I, I think a lot a lot of folks should just, just keep track of what's going on in Russia, Ukraine. That is honestly what, one of the biggest market movers right now. Strong dollar is going to be tough on exports, but overall, I think Russia, Ukraine is going to be one of the main movers here in the, in the weeks ahead. We will continue to watch that, and I'm sure we'll check in here as we get past the sunflower harvest and get an update uh, once uh, the crop is out of the field. With that, John Sambocket, Executive Director, National Sunflower Association. Appreciate the time, as always, sir. Thanks for joining us today. Hey, thank you very much for your program, Jesse. One other news note here on American Ag Today, a Bloomberg article has a large number of soybean farmers around the world worried about the future of Chinese soybean demand. The Chinese government is attempting to boost the country's food security by trying to lower the number of soybeans turned into animal feed. The farm ministry says feed grains are the biggest problem when it comes to China's food supply. Ministry officials are asking the feed sector to learn from some of the country's top producers who have successfully cut down on the amount of soybean meal used in their livestock rations as their main source of protein. China's by far the biggest importer of soybeans of the world and the import bill last year totaled more than 50 billion dollars bloomberg says quote even modest shifts in soy consumption would help control both import costs and inflation and represent a worry for legions of overseas farmers that rely on chinese demand end quote well, that's going to do it for this episode of american ag today produced by the american ag network thanks for joining us i'm your host jesse allen wishing you a fantastic rest of your day